How are you? Sounding good. Sounding good. I never would have thought you ate so much. It sounds so good. It made me feel like some of you were listening in Sunday school this morning. <laughs> but let me not prolong and prove you wrong and prove myself wrong. Because I know a lot of oxygen is being diverted from the head to the stomach. But I am excited to see the great, the one and only, the till here in our presence this evening. Don't tell me God isn't great. Hard to keep a good man down. Is that right? How you doing, Brother Tillman? Doing good. Doing good. I call Brother Tillman Luro. I've been trying to get him for years to just sing that one verse that you would never find. <laughs> He won't do it. He won't do it. Maybe if I put that on my uh, what's, what's that list? My budget list. I'm gonna put that on my budget list, brother Tillman. That he'll just sing that one time, one time. But it's good to see brother Tillman back. And guess who sneaked in? Yvonne. Look at it. You enjoyed the family reunion, Yvonne? Did you? You bring anything back? That's the important question. <laughs> you. Okay. I love you. But I was, I was speaking more in regards of, you know, good treats, desserts. Good Huh? Good blind. I guess it's good to see you. <laughs> Welcome home, everyone. Good to see you back. Amen. And if I'm not mistaken, see it on the DC. You'll see it. Oh, where is it? You're supposed to be leaving now. We leave out tomorrow. We? Oh, <laughs> oh man. Nice. Get on up out of here. <laughs> well, we're praying that they have safe trial. Amen. John 10, if I could direct your attention to John 10, and then we'll go over to Matthew chapter 9. John 10, a, a favorite passage of reading. I think that should be a favorite of all Christians. Because something is said in these passages of scriptures that should be of a concern to all of us. Jesus said again in verse 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. I want you to pay close attention to what Jesus said in verse 16. He said, other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, which are not of this belief, which are not of this way. Them also I must bring. How are people delivered or brought out of darkness into the marvelous life? Through the preaching of the gospel. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. 
He said nothing about establishing another church. He said nothing about establishing another way. What he came to establish and what would already be prophesied concerning being established, his church, he said, they must come and be a part of that fold. Nothing concerning about establish, establishing something new or in addition to what was already in the making of become. Therefore, does my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. Now we go over to Matthew chapter 9. The Bible brings out a point. I'm sorry, is it 9 or 8? Yeah, I didn't. 9. 9. 35. The Bible says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. He was busy. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Try to picture real sheep without shepherd, lost, confused, chaotic, don't know what to do, don't know where to go. As, as humble and as, what's the word for sheep? They're, 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 they're just so at ease, and, but they're dumb. Imagine, here's a picture that is painted as Jesus beheld these folks. They were in a state of confusion, chaos. They were as sheep scattered abroad as without a ship. Then said he unto his disciples, the harvest is truly plenty, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. The harvest is truly plenty, but the laborers are few. The harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. This condition, this problem we talk about concerning the church today as far as committed people and dedicated Christians and people having the zeal and the concern to be evangelistic it's, it's no new problem. It's always been an issue. But that is no excuse for not trying. Amen. Jesus said, other sheep I have. 
which are not of this fold. That's what he said over in John 10. So there are folks out there in the world who are searching. They are lost. They are confused. They are searching. They are waiting to come in contact with us. Let me make it more personal. There are people out in this world who are waiting for each one of us to extend a personal invitation to them. You say, well, Brother May, you know, I try to talk to people and we need to keep talking. Because, see, what we need to understand is just because somebody don't say, I want to get baptized, on our first conversation with them doesn't mean they're not interested. A seed must first be planted. It may be five years, maybe ten years, maybe two weeks down the road that person decides to obey the gospel. But that should not be the reason restricting us from continuing on to be great laborers in the kingdom. The harvest is very plain. You know, I make a practice. We get the house to house and other material I get and I print out. I'm really to every relative I know that I have the address on a regular basis. Seriously, I do. Because I, I, made, I made it a point. I said, for every relative, especially a relative, if I attend their funeral, I want to have the peace of mind within myself to be able to say, Try. Instead of just saying, wow, I hope. You hope what? There's nothing that can be done when the dead. Bible said the dead knows nothing. So what are you hoping after they die? Some religion talking about, well, maybe you can pray to them out of purgatory. No, nothing you can do for the dead. That's just a personal thing I do. And you know, from time to time, I get a text message or an email, and one of my relatives will say, that thing has some good articles in it. They don't say, I got baptized. But you know what? They read it. A seed was planted. They may, down the road, obey the gospel. They might not. But I tried. And that's all I'm saying this evening. The harvest is plentiful. There are places that need 
seeds sown in. There are hearts of people that seeds need to be sown. Stop taking it so personal when people respond to you maybe in a negative way, in a nasty way. Well, look at the red carpet they rolled out for Jesus. Straight up to Calvary, saying, thank you so much for coming to die for our sins. You would have thought there would have been something better offered for a man who left heaven to come down and walk among simple men on this earth. You would have think a celebration to just say, thank you, we appreciate you. But no, they cried out, crucify him. Crucify him. But yet still, he understood there were sheep that were not of this fold. Of that fold that was coming as members of the body of Christ, the church of Christ. But yet a plan was in place for disciples and apostles to go out to preach, to teach. And the hearts of people were free. And people obeyed. Still today, we need to preach, teach, we may not have an overflood. We may not have 3,000 baptisms on one day. But our job is to sow the seeds. I challenge you today. The, the illustration, the example I use with my relatives. And I don't, I don't just limit it to relatives. I try to reach out to people I know because you know what? One day I'm going to have to give an account of the time that I spent on this earth. I would rather it be in balance with the fact of proving and showing I spent time trying to lead people to Jesus than for it to have been wasted doing nothing. I challenge you today, I encourage you today, think about what your thoughts will be at the next funeral you attend. I'm not saying we could put anybody in heaven, but we can lead a lost soul to Christ. And at least you'll be able to say, I tried. Even if it's just simple, a simple mailing of a house-to-house -house publication. Or maybe even just taking the time to just reach out and say, you've been on my thoughts. Have you ever considered the Church of Christ? They're going to die one day, just like us. So when you sit there at that funeral and say, wow, hmm, man. Or when you sit there and say, I tried. 
I'm ready to try. The harvest says, but the labels, the labels are fear. Well, make up your mind today to be among those people. Because in case you haven't heard, the number, the last number concerning going to heaven, it's a small number too. Broad is the way. And many will find their way on broad. But only a few shall be saved. Just and maintain that straight and narrow path. Be among that field. There are other sheep out there. There are others. Take a concern and Jesus had a concern. Have compassion for the lost. Have compassion for their soul. Every person we meet in this life have a soul. I'm not against it. I say this all the time because I have to clarify. I'm not against pet owners. I'm one myself. But I'm never going to love a dog or a cat more than I love a human life. When Fido died, Fido just dead. Fido don't have no spirit that's returned back under God. Fido ain't gonna be in the judgment. Fido don't have no sins to repent of. Let us not be confused. It's okay to care about your head. But God's creation should have a higher concern and a deeper compassion in our hearts concerning where they're going to spend eternity. Can't make a person do anything, but I can sow the seed. The Bible teaches us in that parable, man, the seeds can fall any number of places. Wayside, Stony ground, good ground, anything can happen. But my point is, before it can fall in any of those places, it must be sown. Let's make sure we're sown. You never know. You never know. Someone just might receive it. And obey. Stop playing God and picking and choosing who need to hear it and who don't. Every man, every woman need to hear it. Every racist, every rapper, every mean spirited. Every person needs to hear the gospel. 
let's make sure when we leave out of here today that is more to us in our Christian wall than just coming up within the walls of a building on uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Sundays, singing songs and sharing with each other and having a good time and laughing, and they go out and do nothing. Let's define our Christianity as what it should be. We are souls. We are laborers. And we are concerned about the souls of man. All of us got somebody that we can share the gospel with. And if you truly want to find out who your true friends are, and who's real about you, share the gospel with them. And see how long they hang around. You want, to, you want to streamline? You really want to get some people out of your lives that don't mean you no good? Share the gospel with them. Talk about the gospel with them and see how long they hang around. My wife used to ask me years ago, do you have any close friends? I said, no. I think it bothered her more than anything. <laughs> because you know what? People are lying Some people are fakes. Sad to say, I've come across in my 30-some years of preaching some guys that I never would have thought would have sold a pool get out. They have sold it out. They have sold it out. I got one very close friend. And he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. Because men will disappoint you. You know, it's sad to be. You just. That, that's another lesson. Preacher tell you, but that's certain things that I'll say. In the book with that. You know, I said, y'all yeah, gonna say the book. What? Why can't it just be the truth? The harvest is what? You believe that? The laborers are what? But after today, the numbers of the laborers are gonna increase. Because each one of us is going to be added on the shelf of one that God can count on to solve his word. Is that all right? I challenge you. Stop going to these funerals and in vain. Do you really, really care about somebody? Try to leave him to Jesus. And don't take this as being uncompassionate. Folks said, well, you just go to show support for the family. You know what? Let the dead. Bury the dead. 
sad. Some of us put more emphasis and we put more energy and we'll, we'll be on time for a funeral. But then we'll walk up in the service of the Lord with Jesus present late. As if ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing that dead person could do for you. But we serve a living Savior. I've said enough. The Bible is true. There are other sheep. And they need to come and be a part of what God has blessed us to be a part of. They need to come out of their lostness. They need to come out of darkness. And they need to be brought into the marvelous life. Just as we once walked in darkness, but God, but God, blessed us, chosen us. Now here we are. We need to help those who are wondering without a shame. How do we do it? Matthew 28, 1920. Go ye where? Oh, yeah, that one too. All the world. Doing what? Preach. 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 But you know what I really love about that? Teaching them to observe all things which I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you. Always. Even until the end of the world. You can't, you can't hardly find a person walking this earth who calls themselves your best friend. I promise you that. But Jesus said, I'm with you. Even until the end of the world. I don't know, there may be some today who are among that sheepfold that must come and be a part of this fold. Well, the way you rectify that situation is take heed unto the gospel call, accept the invitation. That has been given through Jesus Christ himself. To come unto me, all ye that labor and who are ever laden, he said, I give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest unto your soul. That rest is only in Christ. And to get in Christ, you have to do what he commands one to do, to get in Christ. Matthew 16. And in Mark 16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. The blessings are in Christ. Not hanging around Christ, but being in Christ. Galatians 3, 26, 27. For we are all the children of God by faith. But as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. 
have put on Christ. So you're in Christ, and all the spiritual blessings are in Christ. So you're where the blessings are. It's not just okay to say, I believe. The devil does that, and he trembles. Wow. We were talking about the other Monday night, how the man that was possessed with the demons, Jesus came about and the demons cried out and they said what will we have to do with you Jesus don't torment us don't do it don't send us out the Bible said even the demons they acknowledged they called him they said what have we to do with thou Jesus our son of the high God man if the demons recognize who Jesus was. They understood his authority. Why don't we? Why don't we? We need him. We need him. You might think you're doing okay. You might think I'm okay. But without Jesus, you're lost. Why not accept his invitation? Why not repent of your sins? Why not confess Christ to be the Son of God? Why not be baptized for the remission of your sins? For us who are already members, why not renew this covenant? Why not repent? Why not get back into the proper relationship and recognizing that I can't do anything without the Lord? And the Lord don't need me helping him with anything. I need his help. God don't need. Do you think the sun would stop rising if you drop dead today? Do you think it would alter the sunset this evening? Do you think a bird would stop chirping because you drop dead today? Do you think a dandelion would not raise up and when the sun come out in the morning that it would bloom into a beautiful yellow dandelion because you drop dead? But dandelion got sense enough by nature to, to raise its head and just bloom acknowledging that the sun belongs to God. What's wrong with us? Jesus said, for without me, you could do nothing. He can't lie. You find yourself, keep trying, keep failing. Keep trying these different things, they're not working. Well, I encourage you to try. A friend of mine named Jesus. And allow him to work it out. Then you can see things in it. What's our song, the door? 633. 633 is our invitation song. The harvest is plentiful. A Christian should never go around talking about it. They don't have nothing to do. All these millions and millions and millions of lost folks walking around on this earth. And a Christian ain't got nothing to do. No, you don't want to do it. Are we going to have more laborers at the end of the day? 
sure we are. Well, at least a few that says something. But you know what? I take a few that none anything. Let us together stand and say.